Hello and welcome to Advisor Gold, The Missing Allocation, the show where financial professionals learn the why, how, and what to help their clients own physical gold and silver. This podcast is designed to complement the training at goldandsilveradvisors.com. I'm your host, Kerry Morris, and I work with clients and run a financial planning practice every day. We've used physical metals in our financial plans for nearly a decade. And I'm here with my co-host and friend, Ryan Long, second generation in the gold and silver business and president of National Gold Consultants, which only promotes their business through a large advisor network. If you're a consumer listening to this podcast, welcome. This is not financial, legal, or tax advice. It's education, folks. And you're welcome to have your advisor reach out to us, or you can email us directly with your questions. In this episode, we answer the question, is there going to be a recession in 2023? And what does that mean for gold? Listen in as we discuss the banks and the breadth of the market and a couple other factors that could push us towards or away from a recession this year and how that impacts gold and silver. Now, here's my conversation with Ryan. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast today. This is Carrie, and of course, Ryan's with me. I hope you're doing well. Today, we're going to answer the question, as you heard, is there going to be a recession in 2023? And what does that mean for gold? So it's a big, big question mark, right, Ryan? I mean, it could go either way, people feel, but we're going to hit a couple things today that uh, we feel like are determinant and definitely a connector to the price of gold and why we advocate for wealth insurance, why we advocate for having a 10 to 15% allocation of your nest egg in physical metals. Uh, So why don't you kick it off by digging into the banks? You've seen some interesting things, even just in your community with some of your relationships, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it all—it's all spiraling down, Carrie. Um, I, <laughs> I I dug into some research, um, and what prompted me was I had a, a, a review appointment with one of my good clients. He's actually on the board and was a president of of these large regional banks up here in the Midwest. Uh, he's still president on the board right now. Um, but what prompted me to dig into the banking system is his phone call of you know he wanted to review. He wanted to to see where he's at positioned in gold and silver to to rebalance and to make sure he's ready to weather that that storm that's on the horizon. So this is the research I found, Kerry, which was crazy. We we all heard, you know, hear about these big banks that have failed this year, PacWest. I'll, I mean, the the list continues. There's there's three main banks that have have faltered. But in, in the back of my mind to go, well, let's compare it to 2008. How, you know, we all hear about the Lehman Brothers and how bad the banking crisis was in 2008. So, I mean, get this, Kerry, in, in 2008, there was I think it was $373.6 billion of assets in banks that failed. So you know, essentially defaulted. Okay. Okay. 373. That was, 373. That was an 08. And that covered the 12 months of 2008. Right. Got it. So, so far, here we are. We're not even halfway through the year in 2023. Only three banks have failed, but their combined assets. $548.5 billion. Wow. I thought you were going to say like 380 or 400. Yeah. <laughs> But it's already like 500 something. We've already surpassed it. And and when yeah. I brought up those those stats to my client um, that came into my office here just this last week or two, um, he just mentioned the the amount of deposits that are just fleeing, you know, not only his banks, but all of the regional banks around. Uh, people are are taking cash out in droves because they're uncertain. They're not knowing what to do with it. Um, it's a it's a very real and, and scary reality because people aren't. You know, we we had a we had a podcast what a few times ago, Carrie, of you know what's better, FDIC or gold. Well, people people don't trust the FDIC right now because there's not enough money to go around. Yeah, and just overall, you know, price it's tough. You know, prices are still high with inflation going, and you know, interest rates are up, which is great for savers, but really bad for borrowers. That whole thing. 
Yeah. So um, I got something I want to bring up here that about this. What else about banks comes to mind as far as it, how it relates to a possible recession? So if this continues, mm. then you got bank stocks are going down. That's dragging down things. You got the trust going down and the sentiment. Yeah. Um, a lot yeah. of it's credit carry because when when these banks are are seeing you know defaults, um, you know, put yourselves on a you know put your bank hat on. If you're seeing all of these defaults left and right, you're gonna you're gonna uh, have a tighter grip on any of your you know credits or your debts at this point for new lending because you're concerned about what that domino effect is going to do to you. So when we look at is a recession going to happen in 2023, well. The dominoes are already falling. You know, I'm no one knows, but recessions recessions happen all of the time. What I can what I will tell you though is every time that a recession has happened has been very favorable for for gold and silver. It's just it's just a fact of the matter. Yeah. So that's the second part of the question, right? Will it be good for gold? And it almost seems like even if it doesn't technically move into recession land, that the sentiment alone, because what we deal with is such so driven by consumer sentiment when it comes to you know the supply and demand of gold and silver and that that whole demand side um it seems like either way it's not like our metals are going to drop or anything but they're there to give that counterbalance if that recession does hit then historically mm. we've always seen them do very well to counterbalance that right absolutely i mean it's, yeah 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 so the thing i wanted to bring up was what's called the breadth of the market, right? So one guy jokes and, you know, there's this joke that says, well, the market has bad breath. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> that, that's the percentage of stocks in the S&P that are hitting, actually hitting new highs. So everybody's kind of feeling a little bit of comfort from seeing the indexes rise some this year, a little up and down, but, you know, I'm seeing some progress uh, in those indexes. But uh, I'm going to throw up a visual here for those of you watching this on YouTube, and I'll just describe it if you're listening to this. But I'm looking at a chart here from 28 April of this year from the Daily Shot, uh, and a, a fellow named Lance Roberts posted it. And so what it shows is that the the high in the 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 highest number on the chart uh, for the percentage that outperformed the index is up around 67 percent here. And that was really uh, on the rebound uh, of coming out of the tech boom and, and coming out of the, the downfall in 2000. And so, but what's interesting is the lowest number, though, is right at 1998, 1999, it, and it's 28 and 30 companies out of 500. Or, or, well, you don't find that happen again uh, going into the future until this year. In April, year to date, that number's at 32. So 32 companies, there's all that's all that's uh hitting new highs in the mm -hmm. SP according to this chart. So what that means is that you've got a whole lot of people counting on very few companies to lead all these accounts out of where they're at and continue to recover from the last year or so, right? And that's to me, that's a scary thing. And obviously, we know what most of those companies are. <laughs> they're they're tech companies, right? Yeah. So uh, if you look deeper into this, which we're not going to on this podcast, you'll see there's a lot of companies that are losing ground. They're still going down. The stock prices are going down. And so, you know, back to connecting the bank to it, Ryan. I mean, think about commercial credit and how that's affected mm -hmm. and how I mean that's that's the whole thing that undermine, you know, the what happened in, in 08 is 
it's all goes back to credit. So credit is an important thing in this country uh, for businesses and companies to continue driving the economy forward. So, yeah. So if that continues, I just wanted to bring that up because that is concerning, uh, very concerning right now. So what I tell clients is like, listen, we don't know. We don't, you know, we, we don't have the luxury of being able to predict if it's going to, really fall off another cliff or if it's going to, is, is there something going to help it recover? Is there and restore some of that confidence? It's hard. It, it seems like it's tilting towards the negative side to me, Ryan, but either way, that's why we position clients to be balanced in their financial plans. Right. And part of that is holding that. One of the reasons why I feel, I'm going to ask you to comment on this. One of the reasons why I feel like it's kind of tilting the negative direction is when you add in, Things like Fed now, digital, um, and, and and those kind of things. So speak to that for a second. You and I are going to do a, an episode just on Fed now uh, here in a couple of weeks, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, like that all adds into undermining the confidence of the American and consumer and driving that American consumer towards more privacy, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Fed, Fed now, I tell you what, and that you were talking about the central bank digital currency, uh, China has their own version, and you have your own social score and a social credit. You know, essentially with Fed now is every transaction that is going to be occurring. And this is this is being launched here in, in a few short weeks, just, you know, spoiler alert. Um, it, it's, it's get every, every financial transaction that you personally make is going to be reported into the fed. So the fed's going to know exactly what you're buying, what you're selling, what all of your business, whether that's going to get to a surveillance type thing like China, who knows? Uh, but, but as far as to, to, you know, to comment about the privacy mentality of it, Carrie is, I mean, we're, we're, I mean, we're Americans, right? We, we like to, you know, privacy is, is a huge thing to us. Um, and, and that really speaks to the fact of, of, all recessions aside, regardless if one's going to happen or not this year, next year, it's going to happen at some point. Um, that's just a you know a, a point we want to talk about today. But as far as physical gold and silver is concerned, uh, having something private you can tangibly hold on to it. You know, I, I tell you what, right now is 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 a very important time to be looking into that. Yeah, it's one of the pillars of of why to own it and why it's such a organic market of supply yep. and demand and what people want. So. Yeah, so we just wanted to touch base real quick, everybody, and kind of uh, kind of bring this up to you guys, and really, you know, make you aware of if if you're not kind of the only a couple of the different things that are coming together uh, to he- as we head into the rest of 2023, uh, because clients are hungrier, they're as hungry as ever, wouldn't you say, Ryan, for for solutions, and they need they need advisors to bring this up. Yeah, I mean, if if you're not bringing this up to your clients in in this marketplace, one are you? Um, but as as far as advisors out there, I mean, this is this is you know kind of this is on a tee for you, ready to hit a you know hit a home run um, for especially for contacting new prospects and new clients that clients are searching for this for this answer and a resource right now. Use this, use these topics, use use gold and silver as a great recruiting tactic uh, for for new clients because the I mean the the stage is set. That's right. And go back and watch the episode on why pre 33, go back and watch the episode of, okay, so now I've watched the training. Now, what do I do? All that's in the training. Okay. Use it. We can't do that for you, uh, but we hope you have a great day and we'll see you in the next episode.